welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Badaga. The gift of football. We are back. On and Off the Pitch is here. I'm Rodney Cyrus and I'm joined once more by Emma. It's been far too long. Far too long. Far too long. <laughs> far too long. Far, How you far, doing? Far. Yeah, I'm not too bad. It's been a busy day. Um, yeah, busy day online. Um, but I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm glad to be here and it's good to see you. Oh, good thanks. It's nice to be here. Yeah, I know. It's been it's been far too long. Look, but um there's not been much football around, obviously for obvious reasons. Um, so what I want to do is is talk about the games that are coming up in turn in the WSL this weekend and the championship. But what I really want to start off with is the the reason why there hasn't been any football. Um, we all know um, of the sad passing of the of Queen Elizabeth um, at the the grand age of ninety six, and that sent uh, shockwaves around the world and through. Um, just every kind of community you can think of. And uh, and for me, that's one of the topics because the, re the, the reaction or the response from the FA was to, to cancel that round of games. And I'm asking the question, did the FA get it right or wrong by cancelling the fixtures? And you want me to answer that question? Thanks, Rodney. Well, I just want you to throw your hat in and, you know, you say, well, this is what I think. <laughs> yeah, it's been obviously a difficult few days and I think it's obviously a very difficult time and obviously we're a nation in mourning, a world in mourning, I suppose, she was so loved, well-respected. So, yeah, I, I think it's a hard one because obviously fans are anticipating um, particularly around the women's game, given it being such a huge weekend, um, with it being the opening weekend of WSL, and obviously it's stunted or perhaps stunted the momentum of possibly potentially a huge opening weekend in terms of the women's game, uh, especially just look wait if you're just looking at the, the WSL, um, you know, and it's just a shame. Um, I think it was inevitable once, obviously, the FA sort of, can't, you know, it, it, it filters through, doesn't it? Once you start cancelling and looking at EFL and Premier League, it's going to filter through to the other leagues as well. And it's just a shame that really it was only football that was kind of halted in when, you know, when other sports are going ahead as well. And, it, you know, I think you see... <laughs> You don't want to get frustrated about it, but you can't help feeling a little bit frustrated about it when you see other sports going ahead. So I think in that respect, for me, the, the clubs could have paid their respects and it would have been a nicer way to pay their respects rather than not having the games go ahead. I think respectfully, each and every person within that ground could well have, um, you know, respected, you know, a moment's silence, um, you know, players wearing the black armbands and just played tribute to the you know, Queen Elizabeth in, in other ways, um, rather than putting, obviously, games now, you know, schedule, looking at scheduling, it's going to be an issue already before we've even began the season. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you touched on the point that I wanted to get to anyway. Um, there were other sports that went ahead. Cricket went ahead. The rugby went ahead. Uh, cricket players walked out onto the field of play in total silence, nothing from the crowd, and they sang the new national anthem. Yeah, the revised version, you know, with the king word inserted. Uh, I don't know whether or not the FA got this right. I would go along, in my opinion, I think they kind of, not said so they acted too quick, they, they showed their hand. Because when I look at the FA, I see the FA acting in the same way as, and you might think this is strange, as the police, as education, as the courts of law, they are pillars of the state. So they acted in that way. So they said, we will stop. So for the fans who want to go to football and show their appreciation and show their love and affection 
and their compassion and, and, and empathy, they're not able to do, they weren't able to do it at that weekend. And ever since then, we have had endless new cycle of what's happening in terms of the monarchy, the new king, um, the, you know, the, 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 the casket in terms of where the queen is right now and the journey that she's making back to London and all of that has been televised around the world. And football fans have been sat twiddling their thumbs. There would have been absolutely nothing wrong, in my opinion, and I'm not an expert, for football fans to have shown their respects by singing their hearts out in the national anthem, getting behind, showing what it's like to support a grieving, a grieving son, grieving siblings of the, the, the new king, grandchildren of the, the, the queen, in that way. And they call football the national sport. So I actually, you know, not to say that what they did was, I think the FA got it wrong. Because mm -hmm. fans are asking the question, why is it that these other sports were able to go ahead? And, you know, football was halted. Now they're coming out in, a, in you know, from the cupboard, I would say, or the, 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 the shadows using the excuse of policing. Well, that's a, that's a government issue if there's not enough police. But, you know, never let it be said that politics and sport don't, aren't entwined. If you're saying that the police aren't available for football because they're dealing with heads of state and royal family, and that's a government issue because the government have cut the police numbers in the last 10 to 15 years. Mm. <laughs> you know, and if football clubs are at the highest level for the, for the teams that have been in the Premier League, they're awash with money. They can pay for their own security around the grounds mm. and that's been muted before so you know um you know for my two pence worth and it's you know two pence worth of not of old currency <laughs> it's yeah not new currency because that's got to come soon new currency coming soon um i don't believe they they chose they got it right for the fans what they did was get it right for the image of the sport in terms yeah. of the history in the history and I tried to explain it to my brother in the way that when you control the narrative, you control the way you write history. And you can turn around and show the images that there were no football played because it's the nation, the nation's sport. And when they rewrite the history books, they'll show that and people will go, oh, everyone stopped. But the reality is not, not everyone stopped. No, they it, didn't. And let's not forget as well, you know, United were playing on the, the, day, of, the day of the announcement. So I think... I don't know. For me, there's two sides of it. They could either be ridiculed for it going ahead, and you know, obviously, social media reaction to that would be, oh, you know, it's it's out of order. You know, why are you playing these games? Um, it's disrespectful. And then, obviously, the other, you know, the other side of it is why aren't these games going ahead? You know, I've, I've paid for tickets. I've paid for you know, transport to get to these games. I paid for hotels, you know, and it is the same outcries whenever this happens. Um, someone somewhere, whichever way you look at it, is going to get upset. Um, it's a no-win situation in that respect. But for me, definitely, I, I, I don't see any reason with all the other sports going ahead why they they couldn't have just been played. Um, it's, it's just... It's baffling, really. I mean, it's it. Everyone was looking forward to obviously. Well, everyone in general looks forward to the weekend. Looks forward to the games. It's a, it's a way of escape. Um, it's a social aspect. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just a shame that we've had to put everything on hold. And I think now that, um, particularly just looking at this opening weekend, um, it's not going to be in the same kind of vein as it would have been had these games oh. been played. Yeah, I mean, match day two now is match day one. You know, that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole new bag. Come on, match, Arsenal, now we've got Villa. It's just so that's, a whole new, that's a whole new, everyone's scratching their head. Match day two is match day one. Midweek fixture that you know we've got we had a sellout academy stadium you know and other grounds too were you know the attendances were looking absolutely fantastic you know Chelsea 
you know, one thing and another, all looking at really good crowds. Everyone's seen, obviously, the um, the positive side of obviously coming into this um, start of the season after the back of such an incredible summer. And it's just not going to have the same feeling now. And it's just such a shame. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the FA's decision to include women's football in this, this um, pause was a bit of a slap. Because there aren't that many police officers at Sorry. women's football. Let's be honest. No, they're wrong. I, I, I actually, I, I actually can't think that I've ever seen police at a, a match a uh, other than something like you know FA FA Cup finals and obviously some uh, presence yeah. across the Euros. But you know, as a whole, you you rarely see police at women's yeah. games. Yeah, a community safety officer, by any chance? You know, no. I, I mean, generally, to include the women's football because they were attached now to Barclays as a sponsor, I just thought it was comical. And to talk about policing issues, I thought, really, that was the reason why you stopped women's football. I don't. I don't think that's, that's the. I, I don't. I don't see. I think that's obviously the agenda that they're pushing, but. I, I yeah, just think yeah. in order to kind of make it justifiable, let's say. I'm trying not I'm trying not to rant. I'm on a non-rant promise, Emma. No, I'm let's not start it with a rant. <laughs> <laughs> let's not start this with a rant. I'm not on a rant. I'm not on a rant. I'm I'm desperate to say, Rodney, behave. You can't rant. You can't rant. No. But I'm not gonna it's, no, it's I just, just a, it's, it's just a shame. That, yes. That's the only thing I can say. It's just a shame that it had to be this weekend. Um, yeah. But hey, you know, yeah. It, yeah. at the and same they... time, you've got to be respectful. And, you know, I think, well, you know, this, is, just... this is the question, Emma. This is the question. Imagine if the FA said only the Premier League and the, and the EFL was, was, was cancelled, only those, and women's football could go ahead. Do you think they would have gone ahead, yes or no? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. I don't because I think that it would just cause uproar. I think... No, no, no. It's not about the effect of the games going ahead. I wanted to know whether you know if they would go ahead. What You're using... You're looking beyond if they'd go ahead. You're looking at who they might offend. And there's enough of that already in the news about someone saying something and all don't offend you. <laughs> You can, you can. Everyone's getting upset by something yeah, these days, Roger. Yeah. That's just life. Yeah. That's just speak, life. Speak, speak your truth, Emma. That's what I'm saying. But, you know, this, we've got to remember, life is short. Yeah, As my mum always says to me, we're not here long. We're not, we think we're here long, but we're not. Mm. I don't so, know. So, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It, you're never going to get to the answer, are you? Because... There's just so many factors, I think. Well, I think, uh, well, I would believe from what I know is that if those teams were given the opportunity to make that decision themselves, the games would have gone ahead. Mm. Because there's so much, there's so much talk of legacy and being in control and and you know not getting enough support from the fa and you know all of that stuff for them to actually say look this is what we're doing for the premiership because we haven't got enough police officers but that's not the same issue for you the decision is yours what do you want to do hmm. i think but is there not an element of it where again respect the respect comes into it of obviously the fa and obviously taking the decision to to postpone these games because of obviously the situation and I, I just think I don't know I don't know if that would have necessarily reflected too well on them had they have obviously cancelled sort of like like you said the Premier League and the English League and then also oh, why why can the women's games go ahead do you know what I mean go on go on I was going to say, if we want to be treated in the same kind of in the same kind of level, then there's almost got to be a, this a similar kind of respect. We've got to be consistent. No, 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 no. The reason I'm saying that, and I say I, I understand what you're saying about the respect, but you're saying about football being collectively 
you know, going down that path of cancelling, it was the FA. The FA decided they didn't go to the clubs and say, do you want to play or not? Because they've now come back in a retrospect like position to say it's because of policing. But there are no police at women's football. There's no we'll go to women's football this win, there's no police. They're not going to be there. Even if there wasn't an issue in terms of a bereavement on a national scale, there'd still be no police. I know what you're saying. I do. I just feel like it's I just think it's very difficult. I think it's difficult to go ahead with one and not the other. But then I look at it as a whole, as a, as a sport, you know, right. it should have been it should have been across the board and not looking at individual, um, you know, like the FA or whoever to kind of, they should have spoke consistently and it should have been consistent. If not, if football didn't get up, go ahead, you know, the F1 shouldn't have gone, gone ahead. The, you know what I mean? Like, Golf shouldn't have gone ahead. Cricket shouldn't have gone ahead. You know what I mean? You've got to be consistent. Like, what what makes it different to one or the other? Like, I don't understand. Are you? Are you? The only other thing is is obviously football is tarnished with the brush of the culture. People going out, getting drunk. You know, not the women's game, but the men's game. And you know, is it being tarnished as as that? And long and long may that continue. I mean, the separation <laughs> of behaviour, not not necessarily being the tarnishing. Um, I mean, you've literally, you've answered your own point when I said about should the women's game and you think they should have been aligned because you then, you then go and revert back to what we've said at the beginning is that the cricket went ahead and the rugby yeah. went ahead. It did. So, again, it's it's just like, why 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 one and not the other? But I understand yeah. what you're saying is, in terms of like the women's game and the men's games as two different entities. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. They even stop children playing football. I know, and obviously, you know, this is something obviously <laughs> from another. This is the legacy that, of the Euros. You can't play football. Obviously, yeah, I I'm mean, not, obviously, you know, no, I mean, but like from my point of view, obviously, with the work that I do for Nini and Borough, you know, I don't just oversee the senior team. You know, this is the women's team. This is, you know, the under 18s or under 21s, and. You know, we've had cup games and they've all, you know, no one's really, um, until obviously the statement was issued, we weren't too sure whether or not that they were going ahead or, you know, and there's been so much uncertainty. You know, we've literally been waiting for the decision and I think it has just been a matter of the, the statement being made and it just filtering through. Okay. And everyone's been kind of made to make their own kind of decisions on it, really. Okay. Well, look, we spent enough on this. We're, we're going to move on. We're going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit about the WSL and the fixtures. We spent enough. I I believe that the FA got it wrong, and you believe they did their best. Um, we'll leave it there. We'll come back. Uh, me and Emma will come back, and we'll talk a little bit about the WSL. And and she's going to be so happy to talk about Manchester City. Yay! I wonder what it's like if you're on the subs bench for seven years. Some people do it. This is On and Off the Pitch, a sporting podcast. Oh, yes, WSL match day two. Wait, no, match day one. <laughs> the fixtures. Uh, Emma, you're looking forward to the return of the WSL uh, after the much hype. Um, of the, the the return it was paused now it's coming back are you looking forward to it what, what who, who who are the runners and riders and uh, what's going on with manchester city yeah, get my pen uh what's not going on <laughs> what's not going on with manchester city at the minute I tell you what a summer um yeah it's been a bit, a bit difficult <laughs> I've, just got, I've just got a pen just like that no tea lady <laughs> Yeah, I applied for that job, tea lady. Oh, man, what a summer. I, I am looking forward, to be honest, I am trying to be positive. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing our new players. Um, I think we've made some really good signings. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting season for sure. Uh, I'm on, I'm, I can't wait to kind of... I was 
obviously with playing Arsenal first game of the season, I was a little bit apprehensive. Makes it a little bit easier now we've kind of got Villa. But they're looking really good this season. So, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm excited just to get going, to be fair, just as a whole. Um, I think there's been a, a lot of clubs that have made some really good signings, strengthened well. Um, and if we can have just another competitive season like we had last time, you know, obviously United, Tottenham, all making waves and just building on that and just seeing how far everyone's come and keeping us on our toes, I suppose, in terms of pushing for top three. Because I think once again, it's going to be very difficult for us this season. No, I can't, I can't, well, you got you got to think. Big. I mean, look, I'm going to go through the fixtures really quickly and say that this is now match day two, which is now officially match day one because, you know, we, we lost match day one. Yeah. The fixtures are, you know, Arsenal at home to Brighton on Friday. Um, Saturday, they, there's Manchester United facing Reading at home. Aston Villa with... Uh, Manchester City on the Sunday, West Ham Everton on the Sunday, Leicester Tottenham Sunday, and Liverpool Chelsea uh, last kickoff of the of the weekend in the WSL. I mean, really, I say in, interesting fixtures, but fixtures that I probably would find a lot easier to call than the than the original match day one. This yeah. I can think, yeah. These fixtures look like I can go to my previous setting and go uh, home win, home win. You kind of, yeah, yeah, you kind of know who's going to win. Yeah, you know. Um, it shouldn't be like that. If we could get sort of one of those fixtures where there was just a, a little bit of an upset, please not the City game. But if there could be, that would be great. <laughs> right? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, the one that stands out for me that I'm really looking forward to watching is the last game. It's Liverpool v Chelsea, right? Yes. Um, I know this Liverpool team from when they were in the, the championship. You know, Matt Baird has done an absolutely fantastic job with those players. You know, they yeah. are they were WSL ready last year. So he will have put in all of the extra work, all of the extra information in terms of what the players need to be aware of, how they need to approach the season game by game, very detailed in terms of the planning, the preparation, how they go back and look at previous um, games, how players have played, they would have watched a number of Chelsea games already in preparation for this fixture. So for them, they think if we had an extra week, we're ready. Because it hasn't come after the initial first game and they're thinking, right, we just bounce into this as a first game. They won't, Chelsea won't know what they're expecting, but Liverpool will. Um, yeah, and I think, interesting. As, I think as well, like Liverpool aren't going to waste this opportunity. You know, they're going to throw everything at it. You know, they've made some really good signings as well. You know, and, um, you know, players that know Liverpool as well, like Van der Sanden, you know, that know Liverpool, that know what they're about and know that, the you know, the philosophy and how they play. And and I think that's really exciting. Um, I think having that season in the Championship was a massive learning curve for Liverpool. And I don't think they're going to end up, you know, in that position again. They're going to be mid-table team, if not pushing higher. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I can see them getting some really good results and, and possibly even picking up points against bigger teams as well because they, Liverpool and Matt Beard are a great combination. And, um, you know, when Matt Beard um, got announced as a manager, I think we spoke about how, you know, he was the right man for the job. Um, and it definitely feels that way. You know, I think everything that's coming through the club, everything that, you know, we're seeing out on the pitch has just been detriment really to the work that he's done and the players really buying into it. And I think, I, I definitely think they're in for a good season, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, they've got some players, you know, you mentioned uh, one already with, with European knowledge as well. That seems to be the flavour of yeah. the month. Flavour of the <laughs> month for... for, for, for. <laughs> Forum uh, teams in the WSL are all looking. I mean, and that tells me something about the academy stuff as well. Here, you know, already looking abroad to get players that have got that that Champions League kind of understanding because they're looking beyond the league. They're thinking already, but where can we get into the league? That's interesting me, and I I would be bold right now for any of the teams that were punching towards top three, top four last year, like Man United. You guys got in at third. Spurs, they they need to be careful about Liverpool. 
Liverpool will be that team. I, I'm yeah. going out. This is, and I don't want to beat this like the Everton every year where we were like going, yeah, Everton are going to track, you know, really do, and they flaked away. I'm not doing that this year. Everton, I'm just going to say, I hope they do well. Um, I, I genuinely don't think they will, though. That's the difference. Like, I genuinely yeah. don't think they will. Yeah. I think, like I said, I think they'll be quite a good side, and um, they're looking strong. You know, yeah. and, you know, when you're coming back into the WSL as well, yeah. you know, sometimes you need a little bit of time uh, to yeah. adjust and, you know, we shape and, and we group. And I just think they've got, you know, everything about them is right. Um, it's yeah. just that now needs to sort of translate now in, in these sort of games where they're going to be say, facing, you know, really good opposition are, are really going to fight hard to get, points out of games but equally I just think Liverpool can well just come out and, and give as good as and and if not just take it to that extra level too yeah player for Liverpool um Leanne Kernan up front yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. again like just <laughs> brilliant like what you know such a savvy move why not yeah. let's yeah. go she's a, go she's with what, a go with what we know go with yeah. what we know go with you know proven players that have done well and um why change it no uh, uh, they, they've got some good players there it's going to be interesting when I, I just want to ask you this when you said liverpool will pick up points against top teams which teams i could you know like <laughs> it's no because it's funny because like i was looking you know you you said you talk about the fictions and stuff and you were looking at like you know, Chelsea and all that, are Ch potentially are Chelsea going to go into this a little bit rusty? You know, you never know, just a bit of a draw, you know, take points. I'd love to see it, to be fair, whether or not it'll happen or not, it's another question. But I think, you know, against teams like Reading, United... Um, Ooh, easy. <laughs> that United-Liverpool United game is going to be tasty. I yeah, think it will. everyone it will. is really looking forward to that. And yeah. uh, I hope it lives up to the expectation because that's one fixture in the calendar where you're just like, ooh, Liverpool, Liverpool United. Yeah. Uh, and, it, you know, it could well be, you know, a really good game. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I just think, you know, that sort of, you know, lights of sort of, you kind of put like the lights of like Brighton, Reading, possibly throw West Ham in there, those sort of teams that can, you know, do well against higher oppositions. I think I think I can see Liverpool being just a little bit um, a step ahead of them, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say, I mean, even with the first game, Arsenal, you know, they face Brighton. Brighton have lost a really good player going to Manchester United, but they still may cause... And pose a problem to Manchester United. I mean, to Arsenal um, in the first game. In the first game, you know, mm -hmm. like, I, I believe all of the WSL teams will be rusty. All I do. Rusty. Listen, it's been it's been a long summer, and I think obviously the weekend. I think potentially that, could, even though you know you look at it like oh, you know, you're getting an extra week. You know, let's not forget that teams have really worked hard on preparations for these fixtures and you know it's in terms of looking at your oppositions and 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 obviously looking at analysis and one thing and another there's a lot goes into it and obviously when that's kind of you know you're building yourself up for this game and you're thinking about your game and what you're going to be doing on the pitch I think there's a lot that goes into that and obviously when that's kind of disrupted there can be a yeah. bit of a mental impact on there as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, not, not not not. I'm not doing the Liverpool loving. I'm just, you know, I just people might think, oh, he's, he's in love with Liverpool. Just a really good footballing team. That's, you just got to love. I'm in a position where I can like everyone. Then, you know, you've been really yeah. neutral this season, Rodney. I am. I, I do you know. What? I've got to. <laughs> I am really neutral. I just. I'm, I'm just interested in the in the fixtures. I really am. I don't care. I, I really don't care. Um, it's interesting because so many of the teams have bought players. So many of, and, and this is the thing with the women's game is that, you know, because there's the fans and everyone, like some teams have got flags and they do all the kind of the songs for the players. Um, 
and they've got a dedicated flag for a player. Uh, let's go to Manchester United. New players, right? Um, taking one of your old players via, you know, Europe, via Arsenal, Paris. Uh, will the United fans take to her? You know, because they say once a blue, always a blue, right? Not with not with Keats. <laughs> no love. Let me just write that down. Next to, next to T. Sorry. No love. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. I can see. I can. <laughs> I can see why she's caused a little bit of upset before she's gone. Maybe she just could have, should have kept a little thoughts to herself. To be yeah. honest, um, you know, you are you kind of want to get off on the right foot with the United fans, don't you? And I think that's the worst thing you could probably say to you. Your dream is to play at Anfield. I mean, whoa! But um, I think Keats could, if Keats angling. Hmm. <clears throat> Keats is a player that I've not highly rated. Yeah. She's hungry. Do not get me wrong. She will work really hard. If she's out on that pitch, she will work hard. Yeah. Her work effort is fantastic. Um, a finishing, not so much. Um, it can be a little, it can become a little bit frustrating. But failing saying that, I haven't really watched her play. Um, um, for a long time, I'm only that of what I've seen. Obviously, in the, in the limited time that she held, I think it'll be really interesting to see what she will bring. But I think she could bring it in abundance because she is and has the potential to be a good player. And I think she needs to have that opportunity. And I don't necessarily think she's had it. Um, I think she needs a little bit of faith. I mean, she. I think she needs a little bit of confidence, not in her, but I think, you know, management um, behind her coaching, confidence to to bring the best out of her. Um, and, I, and I think she could potentially grow on the United fans. I think they'll like her hunger. I think they'll like her attitude um, and her fight. Um, it's And her attitude, I think, Will come across in the way that she plays she will give you everything when she plays if she gets obviously the time and the opportunity to do it um but i think she's got to work hard mm. i think she's got to work really hard to change the opinion that obviously she's come in with which is unfortunate but i just i don't want her to be one of those players where she just ends up you know having a bad season and then she's off next season somewhere else you know what i mean she really needs to hold it down. And I think I think the, the couple of games where she's had with the Lionesses going into this season, I think will help as well. I think that'll help her confidence a little bit. I think she really got to work hard at kind of cementing herself as a first-team player and a regular starter within a team. Um, I think it might be a little bit hard with her, with obviously having the likes of Russo and Tooney essentially in that mix too. Um, it's how seeing how she's going to fit into the squad. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, and I think there'll be a lot of interest on Keats and, and what she can bring and, and how she's going to do that. Interest from who? Me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, I'll tell you what. Right, the Manchester United uh, women's teams fans—they're really good at uh, getting getting the flags out for a, a new player. Has she got a chance yet? Well, and they always get a song. We'll see. And if there is, it's a positive sign. Yeah. If there's if there's a flag and a song, she's alright. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think yeah, it's um, I. Yeah, I think it's a hard one. Like I said, I don't want Keats to become one of those players that ends up having a season here, having a season there, chucking her toys out of the pram when it's not going her way and then essentially feeling like she's got to be off. Um, yeah. In hindsight, I do think she would have probably been better going to Liverpool. But... Um, 
Yeah, I, I do. You know, even Everton, to be fair. Oh, um, come on now, come on. Don't be harsh. <laughs> but th- this is it. Like, she has the makings of a good player. Look, let's not forget, she has, you know, at one point she was one of the highest scorers in the WSL. Um, and obviously, had she have not moved to Leon, she could have well, you know, continued to build on top of that. So she's had some time out of the game, yeah. um, WSL in particular. Um She's got goals in her, without yeah. a doubt. So, you know, they've just got to believe that hopefully it'll come good. And I think once she's scoring, um, yeah. fans won't even think anything about it anymore. As long as she's getting the ball back in the net and she's contributing positively, um, I think they'll warm to her easily. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just before we move on from the Manchester United, I just got to mention, in terms of... Uh... Uh, Keats getting a, a spot in the squad and where she fits in. Manchester United have actually allowed um, Kirsty Hansen to go out on loan to Aston Villa for a year. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. And um, a wholehearted player, you know, I'm surprised to see that move go through. Um, but in terms of uh, other teams in the WSL, I, I mean, Spurs, uh, they've strengthened their back line, uh, bringing in um, someone called Amy Turner. No, Amy Turner. I thought it was Amy Turner. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I just I uh, forgot who that is. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she's not. She's not no, afraid of. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm his back. To be honest, listen, um, I'm telling you, the Spurs back line with um, her and Neville. Whoo, yeah, listen, will be hot. Spurs, Spurs didn't need to do much, did they? Um, no. You know, they already. We, we always. We already. Oh God, I can't speak. We always spoke last season yeah. about Tottenham just being a matter of goals. It was yeah. everything else was fine. It was just the goals. Um, if they can, if they can fine tune that um, and get a proven, you know, forward who's he can put goals in the back of the net, then listen, they're going to be another. They're going to have another really good season where they're going to be up there competing. You know, everyone looks at Everton last season. You said it, said it before, as that team where. They're going to be the ones to watch. You know, they had a strong summer, uh, made some really good signings. The intent was there. Everything was shaping up to to look like Everton were just going to be a really strong opposition and a big threat in the WSL. Um, and it didn't obviously play out that way. But who was there? Tottenham, Tottenham, Tottenham and United. Tottenham, Tottenham and United were there, um, pushing. Um, pushing for places and um, it certainly kind of opened up the league a little bit I think and it it made it more competitive and it made it more exciting because you weren't just looking at a top three you were looking at you know a top five top six teams there that were that were in and around those sort of places and pushing for you know as high as they could up the league yeah and you're absolutely right for, for Spurs particularly uh, and any team really, but for Spurs who have played some really good football last year, can they score more than they concede? You know, that's that is the the, the yeah. basic principle of football. You know, you could you, you you may not always stop your opponent, but you need to be able to score. And I think that's the most important thing in the league. Uh, I just want to quickly go before we because I want to talk about the championship, obviously, because that's what I've watched a lot of. Uh, I want to ask you, you know, just a word on the fixtures. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. I'm going to call out the fixtures. I just want you to tell me uh, who do you think is going to win. Don't want to score. Okay, he's going to win. <laughs> yeah, he's going to win. So Arsenal, Brighton. Arsenal, Brighton. Ah, uh, Arsenal. Uh, Manchester United, Reading. Draw. Villa, City. City. <laughs> West Ham, <laughs> Everton. Hold on a minute. We've done all right this season. Oh. West, West Ham, Everton. West Ham. Okay. Leicester City, Tottenham. Tottenham. Liverpool, Chelsea. Chelsea. (laughs) 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 Well done. We got there. Right. Um, uh, A very short interlude. Very short. And we're going to talk about um, the Women's Championship. Back soon. Uh, uh, unlike uh, the WSL, the uh, Barclays Women's Championship is on match day four. 
so that's just to say for those who are talking oh, yeah, about, you know, cool. football's coming back and returns, uh, for the championship and the national, we've, we've been back a while. Just saying, just saying. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard. How how many weeks has it been? Two, three weeks now. Well, it would have been match day three yeah, last yeah. week, but it's match day four now. Obviously, everything yeah. that just went to pot in terms yeah. of what happened in the last week, but that's the reality of it. Um, you know, I am really keen to see what's going to happen in the championship. I think it's absolutely a phenomenal, phenomenal league. Big teams down there. Big teams are going in. I'm going to go over the league, uh, the league tables right now. At the top, with two wins, no goals conceded, Crystal Palace. Uh, Bristol, second, with two wins. Bizzle. No goals conceded. You know, Brizzle, Brizzledon. And Birmingham in third, with two, two games played, one win, one draw. Yeah, one win. Goals against... Uh, it's all. It's, it's. I mean, it's tight. It's about. It, it really is about whether you can score or not. And 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 the thing is with with both leagues, the WSL and Championship, there are only so many teams, right? So you then start to think, my gosh, who's at the bottom after two games? I mean, there was that feeling after one game. After one game, people, players were already looking. I know I was going. Oh, that's looking a little bit. That's looking a little bit dodgy there. Uh, but <laughs> it is already. You're thinking, oh no, it's not going to be one of those. Uh, so for match day four, which is taking place because there was no match day three, obviously, uh, Durham um, hosts Blackburn Rovers. Crystal Palace, um, early kickoff, like Blackburn, um, Durham and Blackburn, um, play Southampton, should be interesting. Lewis play London City Lionesses. Uh, Sheffield United versus Coventry United. Charlton uh, versus Birmingham. It's going to be a good game. And Bristol City versus Sunderland. Now, have you been able to, <clears throat> excuse me, have you been able to see anything of the championship uh, this Only season? highlights. I'm going to be honest. I've not watched, yeah, I've not watched any of the games. But I think the difference, for me, we spoke about Coventry City, uh, Coventry United, sorry, um, last mm. season. And all I want is for Coventry United not to have the same horrible, awful season that they had last season and obviously I don't think they've not started well obviously but mm. they've made two loan signings today in in um they've got two players on loan haven't they from Tottenham one's a goalkeeper um yeah. he, heaps heaps and um es Esther oh you're, you're I know better than me I know she's a defender anyway. Apologies for Coventry United fans and Tottenham fans because I haven't got a clue. But I think it's really good because, it, again, they're two young players and I believe the defender is really, really good. So yeah. I think they're still, they've still had quite a, a relatively good summer um, yeah. and still obviously bringing players in. And I think, you know, if you're a Coventry United fan, you've just got to remain positive, really. Um, yeah. But like you said... I mean, Crystal Palace have probably hit the ground winning the best. Um, and I think that's quite exciting. You know, I didn't perhaps think that Crystal Palace, I know you rate them really highly, but Crystal Palace for me probably ahead of, putting them ahead of probably Birmingham and Bristol, who I'm expecting to kind of make waves and push on a little bit and be up there fighting for obviously promotion, I think, this season. So it's great to see that, you know, there's also another team in the mix potentially that has started really strongly too. But this league is going to change without a doubt. There's going to be many, many movements within this league. And I don't think it's written already as to who's that team's going to be. Um, so, yeah, I think in terms of predicting what's going to happen this season, I think it's hard. Um, but I think that also makes it equally really exciting because you don't know what you're going to get. Like you say, you look at the oppositions, you look at the results, you look at, um, you know, those games and the perhaps, you know, we've just obviously gone through the WSL there and sort of picked who we're going to, who we think is going to win. I think when you're doing the same with the WS, it, with the championship, I think it's a little bit harder to predict. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and it is, I mean, there are, 
I mean, Crystal Palace, I, 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 for me, that it's almost like a real transformation from what I saw towards the end of last season because, you know, things held off for them in a, in a particular way. I mean, they had good results, but they didn't yeah. have great performances in certain games. You know, I mean, when Liverpool visited them and it was really clear about who was a team that was on top and who was a team that was still trying to find their identity. And at that point, Crystal Palace had a, a keeper who was on loan, a very young keeper, um, and if you've got a keeper who's still learning their trade and then coming out for crosses and things like that, there's uncertainty with the bat line. There have been some real changes with Crystal Palace. They've, they've lost or, you know, players, senior players have moved on. A really good, established, experienced players have moved on. Like Wilson has gone to Birmingham. Baptiste has gone to, to Watford and a few others have moved on. And they've kept a, like, a, a, a young core group of the players. And they've got, I, I mean... It, just watching them play, you just thought, wow. Especially the first game when they played away to London City Lionesses, they really did impose themselves, even though they were really fortunate in that game because, you know, um, London City Lionesses really did go out go out to, to not only get the equaliser, but to try and win that game. And it just didn't go for them. And it was the first time in a good few seasons that Palace had, had beaten the LCL lot. And, and for them, it was... You could see on the faces of the, the London City Lionesses players that they, they didn't like the fact that they'd lost that game because they had so many opportunities. Palace were like fantastic. And again, you know, they went on to play in their second game and against Coventry, and it wasn't necessarily the kind of game that Coventry wanted, you know, because and they did their best to kind of hold out for the first 45, play in a very deep line uh, and trying to stifle the attack from Palace, but, you know, once it was broken, it was kind of inevitable that they were going to go on and get all three points, even though they did have moments themselves. Uh, it's interesting in terms of the other teams, you know, um, Southampton, new team, you know, Katie Wilkinson, who was like top scorer about two seasons ago when she was at Sheffield United, went to Coventry, now gone to another new team. They're, they're hoping to kind of show their, their force in the league. Uh, Bristol let go a few players. Mel Johnson, who was there, is now Charlton. You know, they've brought in new players themselves. Um, they've got um, Shania Hells, who was at Aston Villa, a really young, fresh attacking player. has got quick with the ball direct. She's gone down there. She's, you know, opened up her tally on in terms of goals for Bristol City. So that's quite good when you're a new player at a club and you can get off the score and, get on, you know, get on the score sheet as quickly as possible. Charlton, you know, really tough game against London City Lionesses. Again, I mean, it was like a ding-dong. It's like a, watching a heavyweight match in terms of scoreline. You just didn't know who was going to win. Um, London City Lionesses squeezed that. So looking at the fixtures going forward, I mean, every game is a vital game. I mean, London City Lionesses, Crystal Palace, Sheffield, Charlton, Bristol, every game they go into, they'll be thinking, we can't lose this game. That's our... And, 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 that's the play, the teams that are established in the championship. So Birmingham are going to come in and, and you know, they all have had, and it's really hard to shake off, as, as DM says, it's really hard to shake off in the first few games, that feeling of being in the WSL where you're getting beat all the time and you don't get a win yeah. for weeks on end. And then you then have to go and try and regroup. So really interesting to see how, Birmingham have, you know, got points on the board for themselves and, you know, they're, they're feeling good about themselves. Um, they had a 4-0 win against Sunderland. Sunderland, who played good football the previous season, you know, hasn't had the greatest of starts, but at the same time, they did get a good result at the beginning of the season themselves. So it's kind of up, you know, they drew away to, to Durham. So it's teams who, who are um, technically gifted, talented in terms of their approach to the game, and what's really noticeable, um, Emma, is the physicality. The physicality mm. and how quickly those teams move. Once they get the ball, they move them on really, really quickly. And that's the thing that is is for me. And they don't seem to, to be too flustered. And um, when you've got a team, and I will say this about Crystal Palace, because their home pitch is a 4G pitch, which allows them to have fixtures on when it's, you know, when it pitch other pitches are frozen, as we saw when, you know, I think Birmingham last season were having issues and the, the games kept getting called off. They can clear the pitch and still play, but they played away the first game on grass and they looked like, I would say they kind of almost looked like the home team. They played really comfortable. And when you train 
when you play on a different pitch and you can go away and you can play your game and it not look any different. That's the sign for me of a team that has everything that they need to do to stay at the top of the league. But then, you know, it's only two games in. We've got a, there's a long way to go. There's really long no, way to go. But you can also adapt to the conditions as well, which yeah. some teams do struggle with. And, you know, I think that's, there is so much more than just, and I think sometimes people actually underestimate what actually goes into a game in, in getting, you know, it's not just about getting the win and preparation. You know, there are so many other different elements that come into it too. And it is really important, uh, you know, playing conditions play a huge part in, in that as well. And I think, like you said, I think the one thing for me that I would love to see more of is there are so many good players in the Championship League that almost not enough of them transition to the WSL that aren't sort of scouted. Um, no, 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 no. We don't need that. We don't need that. No, no, no. no. You don't need that. <laughs> no, no. You don't need that. I get that. But I would just, I would love to see, like, you know, us sort of homing in on some of the talent a little bit. I mean, you know, there are some players there that I feel are, are great at obviously the clubs that they're at, but I, f- I feel that they could well make those transitions and, and quite, comfortably, quite comfortably transition into a WSL side. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. But then obviously in doing so, you're taking away some of the best talent out of the championship. So it, is you know it is difficult but i think birmingham will have a really interesting season birmingham and bristol are the two teams i think everyone will be looking at purely because of their experience and and obviously uh, the time that they've had in the wsl and you know <laughs> essentially you want you know you look at the teams that should and should be in the wsl i mean it'd be great to see a team like sheffield or you know, uh, Crystal Palace in playing at the highest level, the elite level of football and seeing how they do. I mean, you know, look at Villa, um, look at Leicester. Perhaps it's not come as good for Leicester as it has done for Villa, I don't think. But with Leicester, it's a bit of a difficult one because you kind of look at Leicester and what they're about. You know, they are making all the right decisions. It's just not necessarily coming together, I think, on the pitch. But with us, uh, with Aston Villa, sorry, it's the opposite. They're making all the right signings, you know, they're bringing all the right players in and it just kind of feels like they are two teams that are transitioning and adjusting and knowing now what they need to do to compete in at this level. Um, and again, you know, you look at the championship and you want to see, you know, some of those teams doing exactly that and following suit. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Birmingham have got um, established players from the WSL. Uh, yeah. And you mentioned Leicester. Uh, when Leicester were really doing well and tearing it up in the championship, Charlie Devlin was part of that team. Didn't get a look in at Leicester in the WSL. Now she's at Birmingham. Birmingham are challenging. Molly Green, you know, previously Manchester United, left there, went to, I think she was at Birmingham before, left, was at Coventry, you know, she her goal like it secures the cl- club's future in the championship. Things and, change again. She's now back at Birmingham. So yeah, and also these players want to you know become a part of something as well. It's not, it's not it's not you know players have got more about them than just wanting to yeah. go wherever they can to get minutes. They want to be a part of a team and a yeah. part of a club. And you know hopefully this is a, a really good opportunity for the likes of Molly Green to to do that. Um, you know, because they've got the makings there to do it. Um, and like I said, it, it's going to be an interesting season. It really, really is. And, and, I, and I, I feel, obviously, Birmingham didn't have a very good experience in the WSL last season. And, it, and it's been a hard few seasons. I think even since, you could probably go as far back as probably since Mark's in a left the club. It's just been a little of a downward spiral for for Birmingham, and and like you said, I think when you you know you're a fan of a team like Birmingham and you know Bristol, and it's been a bit of a rough ride, and you know the the performances haven't been there, you've not been getting the results, and it's frustrating, and it's felt hard 
to to get the morale and get up behind your team, you've now got something to look forward to. You know, it's coming to fruition. You can see the changes. You can see the performances. The results are starting to come. Um, and it's just exciting to see a team go through that transition phase and then back them um, and believing that they can, you know, you know, continue to, to build and grow and, and start pushing and, and really starting to compete and trying to achieve their ambitions, which I'm, I'm sure both clubs and others will have set for themselves that they, they want to play in WSL. Yeah, I, I, I forgot to mention that Martha Harris is there as well. So that, that, oh, those, yeah. those are three three players who were part of the Manchester United um, winning team from the Championship to the WSL in their it's first season. So. Really hard. It's really hard to forget to remember Martha Harris just because she's been she's been under the cosh for so long. Do you know what I mean? And she's probably stayed at United longer than probably what she should have had, really, because she should, she should she should be playing. She's a good player and she should be utilised and she was never utilised at United. Be it injury, be it whatever. You know, she, well, obviously it was clear that she wasn't part of the plan going forward for United and now she's got a real opportunity to, again, cement another player to cement herself as part of a starting eleven and get some regular game time because she, to be fair, deserves it. She is a good player. When she gets her minutes, you know, she's pretty consistent. She's relatively solid. So, yeah, again, another one to watch. Yeah, right. But we're, we're close to the time where we, we kind of bow out and say uh, goodnight. Um, the fixtures again. I'm going to give you the fixtures again uh, and just give me a name to see who, who do you think is winning. Uh, Durham versus Blackburn Rovers. Um, Durham. Durham. I'm going to go for Blackburn Rovers. Uh, yeah, I am. I, I just, uh, I just think Saffron might have, 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 a, have a, one of those free kick specials in her locker. Um, <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace versus Southampton. Palace. Yeah, it's Palace all day. I'm sorry, Southampton, but I think you're getting brushed. Uh, Lewis, London City. Mm. I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna say lose. You know. Are you? Uh, I'm gonna have to. London. Say yeah, I'm gonna go London City. I am. Um, they so loser at home, aren't they? I love yeah. there's so much love about that club, though. Yeah, they're brilliant. They are just brilliant. Brilliant, but I, I just I don't know. Uh, Sheffield United, Coventry. I'm gonna say draw. I'm gonna say I'm gonna have a bit of. I think Sheffield are gonna have a bit of an off day. I know that's a bit rare, but I'm gonna say draw. I concur. A draw. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I know. I actually believe that they. Might. I was going to say. I thought you were say, what Emma? What are you thinking? Like, <laughs> no. I, I, again, I, I believe an extra week's worth of prep for this fixture, they'd have more time to kind of bed in and, and get to know one another because they've got they've had players that were previously with Lee Birch, who was the manager of London Bees. He's managing them now. I think um, Megan Alexander's back with them. I, I can't remember the other players' name. Forgive me. And a few others, and they, they've got um, Jamat, who was at Lewis last season. So they're, they're still getting to know one another as well. So you know, a draw would be good. A point on the board would be at this that at this stage of the season would be just a, an immense thing to do uh, for a team that's had its its far a fair share of knocks. Let's say that um, Charlton Birmingham. <laughs> I miss it broke up. What did you say? Char Charlton, Birmingham. Mm, Birmingham. Charlton. Uh, and oh! <laughs> Bristol City, Sunderland. Uh, Bristol. Bizzle. Brizzledon. Right. Those are the <laughs> the predictions. <laughs> right, Emma, it's been great. It's been great having to chat with you. The time has gone so quickly. Oh, it's does, Rodney. I know, it's too it's too it's too quick. I know it's brilliant. Um, what are you gonna do now? Have me tea. <laughs> have me tea. I don't Chicken blame you. Chicken Caesar salad. Chicken Caesar salad. I, 
I'm going to have a cup of tea and I'm going to actually go and watch um, some football on the TV, I believe. Uh, right, folks, um, that's it. Uh, this is on and off the pitch. It is match day four, not match day three, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, thanks for listening. Please follow if you can. And uh, if you can't, just listen to it again. Uh, I'm Rodney. That's Emma. Until next time, laters. Thank <laughs> you.